December 2019. The number 40 to Dulwich pulls up alongside me. This huge advert on the side catches my attention. It's promoting the movie Cats. Now I'd seen the trailer months before. Absolute nightmare fuel. But looking at this billboard, the title spat out in these ghastly LED lights. The first thing I think is, fuck. I'm never even gonna get to see that film. I step onto the bus, mum and dad behind me. We head up the stairs, losing balance as the bus driver takes off without warning. Emerging into the top, I look around and take in the characters surrounding me. A businessman on the phone hastily munching a prawn sandwich. Why me? Listen, if I don't find the review fast. Someone's grandma clumsily mashing the buttons on her old mobile phone. And this group of young roadmen at the back of the bus. Are you gonna tell me you're not clapped and I'm looking dead at you? Joking, laughing, their music spilling out. We move to the front window. You know that spot right above the driver where you can really take it all in. A view of London life that, in my opinion, beats any overpriced panorama from the Shard. My mum moves to sit next to me. She grabs my hand just a little too tight. We're moving infuriatingly slowly down the endlessly busy London streets. So I take in the scenery. On one side, I see LCC, my university. I barely started there a couple of months ago, beginning to build my career in theatre journalism. Across the road lies this crumbling elephant and castle shopping centre, a kind of ancient artefact of the city that refuses to fall, standing tall against a high-rise sky constantly hinting its inevitable demise. The bus moves on and we reach the Walworth Road, and I swear it's like everything is in slow motion. I see school kids running across the street, chicken shop shutters and hungry complaining customers, freezing cold joggers speeding through the iron gates of Burgess Park. The scenes are just mundane in a way. A typical cold Thursday afternoon in early December. But looking now, there's a strange magic in this every day. These shop windows decorated with miasmic wares, the shops reflect the sea. No one's afraid of being overwhelmed, there are no outsiders or outliers, just total non-compliers. I mean, none of it makes any sense. The bus picks up speed as we close in on the destination. My mum's hand clutches mine even tighter and I look over at my dad. Solemnly quiet. He's inside his head too. The bus stops, I look out. We're at the hospital now. Ow. I'm sorry, love. So I'm lying on a bed, the pre-op room. The nurse just did a pretty clumsy job of taking my bloods. We need to check your height and weight. Now, I've had my share of surgeries. This is routine stuff. But I can't help but feel an overwhelming sense of anxiety this time. Every second going by, this feeling weighs heavier God, and- you're tall. A line I've heard a lot in hospitals. The nurse scribbles away at a clipboard, logging my vitals. You need to take your shirt off, please. Um, okay. She's soft-spoken but sensible. Her name's Asa. Hmm. Oh, bless. <laughs> What's that? Your chest hair? No, it's got to go. So she's taken an ECG. They attach sensors to your skin to check your heart. My chest hair might be a problem here. I'm sorry, love. I want to disappear. If I'd have walked in on this, I'd have probably burst out laughing. The Germans have a word for it. Schadenfreude. Pleasure derived from another person's misfortune. It's ridiculous, but it's real. Hi there. 
I'm Nicholas. I'm the anaesthetist. Are you ready to come through? I nod to my head and reluctantly follow through the large white double doors into the operating theatre and onto the bed. As both a theatre journalist and an unwilling veteran of surgery, it's all familiar. Like a real theatre, there are lights, a set, a cast, a script. Sorry, this might sting a bit. I come back to reality. I feel a short, sharp pain in my arm for a moment before it releases. The last couple of days have felt heavy and existential. I've been absent. But as the anaesthetic courses through me, I feel a detachment. My body and mind finally find a kind of peace. I think to myself, who knew the last performance I'd see would be in a King's College hospital bed? Starring me. Okay, I need to ask you a couple of questions, okay? Okay. What's your full name? Robert Wallace. How old are you, Robert? I'm 21. And what are we doing for you today? Saving my sight. I just said these words out loud, but it still doesn't seem real. I don't know if it's the anaesthetic or the anxiety or a chemical combination of all these things, but this feels like a dream. Everything is surreal, like I could pull back the curtain and find silhouettes and backstage subjects all scurrying around to make its performance work. It's intense. A burning bright spotlight looks down on me as they place the oxygen mask over my face. The light washes out what's left of this sense. You're going to fall asleep soon, Robert. Are you ready? Yes. We're going to count down from 10, 9, 8, Seven, six, five, four. May 2017. It's been a year since I left boarding school. Education on hold. So what am I up to? You reckon Bali? Colombia? Australia? Nah. For my gap year, I'm working in hospitality. Complete brutality. Early mornings, late nights, 70 hours a week. Yeah, it's bleak. I need a break. I mean, come on. Do you blame me? So I head down to see my mate at uni. I'm not a student. I didn't get in anywhere. Being honest, I barely tried. But you know, I'm getting a little taste of this life. I'm enjoying myself. I can't lie. Uh, you know, I'm feeling a bit wavy. Mate, fuck, no way. Have you seen this? We were telling you a little bit earlier about the breaking news out of Greater Manchester. Police and emergency services there are responding to what they describe as a serious incident at the Manchester Arena. Local people are being told to avoid the area. We know from Network Rail that Bobby. transport services outside of the Hobby mate, you wait. Let's go. Hello. You all right, boss? Uh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, what can I get you to drink? 
Yeah, I'll get a... Right, okay, have a think, but come on, mate, make it quick. I'm on the clock. This picky lot have all the money in the world. Taking it slow gives them a sense of control. The money's not the problem. But when it comes to time, they're broke. Right. Oh, wait, no. A rum and coke. Hello? Did you hear me? What? I it's said, did you hear me? This is going to be the greatest night of our lives. My life feels a bit like a revolving door. Overworked, overspent, my feet are tired, but my brain is wired. I'm 19, unsure, immature, but I'm living. Are you finished? Yeah, it's hard work, but most nights end in cheers, down in beers, bent over the toilet, we could go for years. Stop right there. You're a tourist for the younger years. Think about who you live in before you decide what's important. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm coming. Yeah, I know it's for me. Who it is doesn't matter. I know it's for me. I know it's for me. Good evening, chopsticks. Yeah, no worries. Just a moment. Yeah, go ahead. Sweet and sour chicken. Yep. Two egg fried rice. Yep. What is that? Oh, my sight is a mess. Uh, duck and plum, yep. Mixed veg. Uh, yeah, okay, is that in oyster or garlic sauce? Uh, sorry, it's uh, there again. Just one eye. It's hard to describe. It looks like a shadow. And right in the middle, a little subtle glow. Oh, and prawn crackers. Okay, is that everything? Great. Uh, that'll be ready about 5.30. Perfect, see you then. Rob, you look a mess. My boss, Jackie. You've been up late again. I swear you got no sense. Well, about as much sense as an Irish woman running a Chinese restaurant. When was she going to tell me that story? Yeah, sorry. It's fine. When you get older, your nights get boring. Uh, no, it's, it's not that. It's just, um, you know, I think there's something up with my eyes. Yeah, what's that? Um, I, I don't know. They're, they're just annoying me. Very descriptive, I know. Uh, they've been bothering me a couple of days now, I think. Have another drink. What? Floaters. You know, little shadows running over your eyes. I get them sometimes. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, it could be. I've been working late at the hotel lately. I'm sure I'll be all right. Maybe I'm just overtired or something. You better wake up. We got customers in a five. Look, do you mind going to the shops? We need a few things for the bar. Uh, yeah, okay, no worries. Are you sure you're all right? Uh, yeah, no, sure. Um, I'll try and get in at the opticians tomorrow, just to make sure, you know. I'll be fine. Ever had the feeling that something isn't right? That shadow at the bottom of my eye, it's not going anywhere. And I don't have the faintest idea what it is. I carry on walking down the street. I start seeing flashes like lightning. What? Coming and going in and out. It's like bright white fireworks going off in my sight, but there's no pain at all. 
The panic takes over, my hands are shaking, my heart's pounding like drums. In an instant, I make a decision. I pull out my phone and I Google my symptoms. Retinal detachment. I know it's the worst thing you can do. But I can't help it. Retinal detachment describes an emergency situation. The sudden appearance of many floaters. Tiny specks that seem to drift through your field of vision. Flashes of light in one or both eyes. A curtain-like shadow of your visual field. Retinal detachment is a medical emergency in which you can permanently lose your vision. One in 10,000 people. Holy shit. Jackie, I I've got to go to hospital. Whoa, slow down. What do you mean? My, my eyes, something is seriously wrong. I look at Jackie, she looks at me. The gravity of the situation clearly catches her off guard. Looking back, her own eyes react sad, sympathetic, but scared. Rob, just go. Don't worry, it's going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Just calm down. Let's just wait and see what the doctors have to say. I'm afraid. I'm out of it. I look out the car window at endless green English fields. That shadow, firmly visible at the bottom of my left eye still, rises slowly, subtly swelling larger by the second. It, it, it can't have been more than 10 or more minutes since I left work in a panic. My body receptors are firing off at max capacity. Shadow and light compete for real estate in my eye. I can't stand it. What's happening? I can't see bottom half of my vision. It's gone. So, how much does it hurt on a scale of 1 to 10? No pain, but I'm taking up space in this hospital. Fuck, I can hardly see, but it's only one eye. I, but what if I really can't see, like, never again? Yeah, I'm probably gonna go blind. I'll need a walking stick or a guide dog. May you're dramatic, relax, take a breath, don't panic, don't panic. The only thing I can see right now is static. Um, one, two, I don't know. Regardless, it hurts. How long until I can see a doctor? I'm in triage. It's already taken hours to get to this stage. I need to be seen. I understand that, but the line is based on the severity of the situation. But this is serious. I mean, come on, my side. But it's not painful. So here, pain's the currency. Pain's what guarantees hope. If pain's as good as gold, then it looks like I'm broke. Look, the doctor will see you as soon as possible. I got to admit, my panic has gone, but it's replaced by frustration. I can't tell what's the darkness from outside and what's the missing part of my eye. It's nearly nine, for God's sake. I whip out my phone to pass the time I text my mate. Dude, I think this is serious. I've lost vision in one eye. Damn. Which eye? Left? Is it cataracts? Uh, I don't know. I've still not been seen. Been waiting ages. I think it might be a detached retina. Shit. Do you have to, like, change your glasses prescription? I might lose sight if this isn't sorted fast. You're joking. Hopefully it's just an infection or something. Or at least I won't lose vision in my whole eye. I've been here for ages. 
How much long is it going to be till he's seen? What's wrong with him again? It's his vision. He's getting worse. Oh, that's right. Is that him? Well, if it's that bad, he probably shouldn't be on his phone, should he? Robert Wallace? Finally. Can you come through, Robert? It's bad news. So the retina is a bit like the film in the back of a camera, so it lines the inside of the back of the eye. And what can happen is that you end up with a small break or a tear in the retina. Now, sometimes that's been there for many years without causing a trouble, and then all of a sudden it plays up, or sometimes you have an event where the gel that fills the inside of the eye pulls away from the back of the eye, and in doing that, it pulls a tear in the retina. The analogy we often use is like wallpaper coming off a wall. So if you imagine wallpaper sort of peeling off, the same thing happens with the retina in the back of the eye. And the retina that's detached um, doesn't see. So the area of detachment increases, and with that, a sort of a, a, a loss of peripheral vision occurs. Uh, and of course, it's the central vision that matters most. So I'm immediately sent to St. Paul's, an eye hospital in Liverpool for emergency surgery. Apparently, it's a bit complex for my local A&E. That day is long and overwhelming. Bloods, ECG, swabs, obs, it's, it's all alien to me. I finally get a quiet moment in the waiting area. I glance up at the TV. Good evening from West London, where a huge fire is still burning after it engulfed this residential tower block. Just before one o'clock this morning, 12 people are known to have died, but we're being told that that figure is expected to rise. Firefighters managed to get a lot of people out and almost all of the building has been searched. More than 70 people are still being treated in six different hospitals. Robert Wallace? Yes. You ready to come through? I follow her to a room full of doctors and nurses in pristine scrubs. The operating table is there waiting for me. Three electronic monitors loom above. Hi there. Oh, hi. I just need to ask a few questions, okay? Okay, a bit different from the opticians. Everyone's calm, easy. Well, what can I say? I suppose for them, it's just another day. What's your full name? Robert Wallace. And how old are you, Robert? I'm 19. And what are we doing today, Robert? Um, vitrectomy surgery. We're, we're putting a gas bubble in the left eye. Fantastic. Of course I'm nervous. What 19-year-old wouldn't be? Sorry, this might sting a bit. But put it down to blind optimism or naivety. In my heart and head, I honestly believe I'm, I'm going to be fine. And we're going to count down from 10, 9, 8, 7... Six, five, I'm afraid it's bad news. Retinal re-detachment. It's funny, the eyes are fashioned so delicately. By every metric, I should be down and out, but non-evidently, I'm still kind of sure I'm... I'm going to be okay. You ready to come through? We'll be okay. Uh, what are we doing here today? Um, vitrectomy again. Uh, we're replacing the gas with oil this time. That's great. You ready to come through? 
Oh dear, back again. How am I here again? Ten, nine, eight. Are you ready to come through? I just need to ask a few questions, okay? Did you hear me? What? I said. What's your full name? Robert Wallace. Don't you remember? I'm afraid it's bad news. Back again. My sight is getting worse. How old are you, Robert? Is this surgery four or five? Does it even matter? And what are we doing today, Robert? I couldn't tell you. Sorry, Sorry. this might sting a bit. You're gonna be fine. You ready to come through? How long do I have to keep doing this? It's bad news. If it's that bad, you probably shouldn't be on his phone, should he? Something about my eye, not really mine anymore, is it? My sight just pops in for the occasional visit. And what are we doing today, Robert? What are we doing today, salvaging what's left of my vision? What's your full name? Robert Wallace. Hobby mate, you're awake. Oh dear, back again. Please, make it stop. Sorry, this might sting a bit. You're going to be fine. Or at least I won't lose vision in my whole eye. And we're gonna count down from 10. What would you do? Nine. Slow down, Rob. Eight. If you were stuck in seven. Careful. Six. Watch where you go. Every day was exactly the same. Three. And nothing that you did mattered. One. It's important that you're going to have to posture for two weeks post-surgery, love. You need to hold your head face down 50 minutes of every hour. You got that? Now, it's essential. Your eye is delicate. No, not sentimental, but sensitive and temperamental. The retina requires supporting. Poor thing. Face down and do some thinking. I'm keeping everything crossed for you. February 2018. It's been over six months since the first detachment and so many surgeries later. The doctors tell me I've permanently lost sight in my left eye. Blinded. I'm posturing. I've had to do it after every op, right, left, face down, 50 minutes of every hour. They say it's the second stage of the operation, that it's vital to recovery. But it hasn't helped me before. At this point, I'm wondering if it even fucking matters. Rob, do you need anything? No. It's only for a short while. Yeah, I know, okay. It's nobody's fault, I know. But it feels like the floor has been ripped from underneath me, like I've lived 19 years with nothing to show. This could be meditative, should be, would be, if my mind could just stop, but no. Maybe I've neglected it. Hope you're right, mate. I can't lie, I'm temperamental. It's not even the physical part that drains, it's the mental. Wondering why I'm forced to take part in this practice, most days just ramble on endlessly in some drawn-out foreign language. I figured I could make this an enjoyable experience. Well, that hope has gone up in smoke. Thinking like this feels like solving a Rubik's Cube wearing a blindfold. Or reading Braille with numb hands, I can't get a grip on anything. Who the fuck am I even talking to? I, I should probably be doing some soul searching. I mean, that's what happens in the movies, right? I learn something about myself, and then some miraculous new development in optics appears. But that's not what is going to happen here. 
That's not how this story goes. This is punishment, not surrender. Fear, not hope. What am I even afraid of? I'm bored and restless. I watch and see as my friends all carry on. Blissfully. You know, never a care or fear. I swear, I remember that. What I would give to go back. I mean, what if I got left? This useless eye bloodshot, lid drooping, the skin inflamed, the pupils gotten lazy. I know it's vain. By the end of the day, I'm 19. Self-conscious. Unsure. No, you see, time spent with your mind is not always the most pleasant of things. It can be a bit noisy, kind of temperamental, right? It's easy to fend off the nagging need for introspection with long hours at work and a steady supply of cheap rum, but here... Here it's not easy to hide. Hide from whom, sweetness? Don't sweetness me, that first surgery was supposed to save my teens, a lifetime ahead of me, remember? There's no such thing as a guarantee. A guarantee, yeah, now I don't see the need. The only question that matters really is, why me? Sometimes things don't turn out how we plan. I, no, seriously, why me? I mean, you've done nothing but waste my time. You're so transparent. You really can't see. I, I can't see this getting any better. I reckon I've been sentenced to a lifetime of desperation and depression. All I can think is some old fucking childhood church reading about how Jesus healed a blind man in Bethsaida. I mean, what have I got to do to get some of that? Lead an aesthetic lifestyle, pray all day, January to December. You're no aesthetic, not a follower or even a defender. Your resolve is pretty tepid. Why don't no, you- No, I can do whatever it takes. It's not an exaggeration to state that my life is at stake. Look at it like this. I've pushed my body to its limit before. What about university? What about university? My life's over. A personal statement. Forget it. Don't say that. You really do have your whole life ahead of you. Ahead of who? This is it. This is where the train stops. It's been months. I haven't even been able to make my brain stop. My vision's gone. My life's all wrong. Every doctor's failed. Every little flicker of hope derailed. I mean, how much progress has been made with medical tech, but somehow no one could deliver me anything but stress and regret. Rob? Do you need anything? Rob? Bobby? Rob? February 2019, a calm after the storm. It's been over a year since my last major eye surgery. It feels like I've been granted a grace period. Now, it's been hard the last months, 12 to be exact, but my mind is still intact. It's mostly been a procession of, it'll get better next week's, but I can't lie, I do feel somewhat sentimental. Something about time spent in an echo of major change, it's, it's kind of mental. The funny thing is, it did get better. But if I told that Rob, he'd probably be resentful. I feel like a me that isn't me, but is more me. The point is that, ironically, I'm starting to see that life moves on. I move with it. See? <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that, in the end, you have to learn and overcome. 
you have to adapt, transform, and ultimately become. Have you finished that personal statement yet? You know the deadline's at 12. Well, better late than never. But who knew it could get so much better? Things don't usually come back. The football never came home was never the same, but I guess no one ever told my mum that. Day and night, she's been looking into experimental procedures, state-of-the-art surgeries all over the globe, the kind of medical treatment that gets called a miracle. Can we bring my sight back? Thank you for contacting the office. Apologies for not getting back to you soon. We will keep your name on file. Uh, look, I know the path looks uncertain at this point, but still... Dear Robert Wallace, Robert Wallace, we are delighted to offer you a place to study journalism at the London, London College, College of Communication. London. London, like... Like that London, yeah that London. <laughs> Come August, I'm packing my bags and honestly, I'm hopefully leaving some baggage behind. And for the first time in a long time, I feel a weight off my shoulders. And get this, my mum is making progress. She's finally found a doctor who wants to meet. Professor, Professor Tim, Tim Jackson, Jackson undertakes cataract, macula and vitreoretinal surgery and also has a subspeciality interest in medical, medical retina. That's me. It's crazy to think that the last 12 months could be reduced down to subspeciality. But that's just it. I used to see it as Greek tragedy. But looking back now, it was only ever medical reality. St. Thomas's, Moorfields, Kings, you couldn't ask for a more solid track record. Uh, don't get me wrong. I know the chances are slim. I'm not holding out hope, but... November. Funny what this little orange ticket can do. It's just a piece of paper, but really it's the chance to start anew. How many lives have been made under the soft halation of that screen? That black one right there with little orange numbers ticking indifferently to my dream. Whoa. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. What do you say, Cecilia? No, it's fine, don't no, worry. No, it's my fault. She never listens. I'm just so exhausted. Celia, come on. No, really, it's right. They said it'd be a bumpy ride. Is everything okay? That's unusual, since when do I talk to strangers on a train? My music's usually so loud it would take a pothole to stir my brain. But something's different. Or rather, something's familiar about this woman's face. I've seen my own mum practice trying to hide that look, but it's not something you can shake. I know all too well that a look like that stays. Yeah, well, no, not really. She's been at Good Hope all day. It's just been one thing after the other. She has a problem with her sight. Oh, um, well, me too. Um, well, kind of. A couple of years ago, I lost vision in one oh. eye. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's nothing. I mean, it's not nothing, but... <laughs> Is she going to be okay? I know right away. The sad look in this poor mum's eyes, she doesn't have to say. It's hard. I know. 
it makes no sense. If only there was some way I could help shoulder that pain. In that moment of silence, a quiet sense of the surreal. But this isn't the movies, no, this is real. This dire situation she's been given is unfair. A little girl with mountains to bear. A, a lifetime of darkness. This tragic, inevitable. Don't contemplate that fate. It's immeasurable. But as she runs around this train carriage, smiling, laughing, delighted, there's just no reconciling. Her bright wide eyes, all innocent and pure, a quiet acceptance of what is sure. I think back myself to that anger and shame, but looking back now, there was no one to blame. I was so caught up in old narratives about what I was owed, why everything was so unfair, exhausting every silly little nitty avenue of self-pity. But when she looks out that window, I know she sees more than I ever have. For a second, I had a morbid self-perception, but without intention or even mention, she shows how life is supposed to be lived without apprehension. I was caught up in mourning a sight that was never used to its full effect. When was the last time I played like she's playing or ran like she's running or seen what she sees? I was so preoccupied with thinking about what would be left that I never saw what was actually November 2019, a gig with my mates. Hey, you know, I never thought I'd see the front door of a club again. Or maybe I'd have a disability pass or need to be escorted by a mate. Can you believe it? The depths a worried mind can dive to. All that time spent lying down thinking about lost time and flickering lights too. I, don't get me wrong, I still find myself lying face first or curled up on the curb, but now there's no shade. Only liquor and good times to blame. What a change. I 
make my way out of that club and enter reality. Under a harsh London streetlight, I regain some form of clarity. A shadow. In my right eye. My only eye. No, I think there's something wrong. Robert Wallace? Yes. Hello, Robert. Are you ready to come through? Ready? Not a chance, but none of this is new. How many times have I seen those sterile doctor's office plants? It feels like it's been years. How could it have only been months? I'm tempted to say I've just been playing house, but no, I've honestly changed. Anyway, this isn't about what's lost, it's about what we can save. Take a seat, Robert. I'm Tim. Yeah, nice to finally meet you. Well, not under the circumstances, but it's good you contacted me when you did. Let's have a look, shall we? I wonder if he teaches a module on keeping a straight face. His look does not betray a thing, no worry, concern or even intrigue. It's both calming and slightly unnerving. But as he's prodding about my eye, I know he's calculating the chances of success. Look up. Maybe I'll get lucky. Look down. Maybe we caught it early. Look left. I mean, he's the best in his field, maybe. Hold that. Maybes, at the end of the day, it's all maybes. If maybes worked, I wouldn't be in this mess. Right, don't stress. I told myself I wouldn't panic again. This time, just trust the process. Okay, sit back. I need to make some notes. Can you please give me a moment? What's he seen? I tried to read it as he scribbles down notes, illegibly. Circles and lines, is that my eye? As the minutes wage on, my fear multiplies. I, I wish they'd just shout, this could be the whole moment my life is defined by. At least make it count. I'm angry and I'm numb, I'm fucked, I'm scared, but above all, I'm just worn out. Look, it's bad news, I'm afraid. What you suspected, I'm sure. Retinal detachment? You'd think I was klutz. Losing two eyes in two years isn't one enough. In reality, I knew it already, the second I left that club. It's like my stomach started churning and it's barely just stopped. So what can we do? Well, look, given your history, my instinct is to go in belts and braces. We do cryobuckle surgery, in tandem with vitrectomy. Vitrectomy? So, what, I go blind? Well, for a few weeks, while the gas bubble disperses, yes, I'm afraid. No, for me, it goes beyond six weeks in the dark. Doctors tried that surgery and failed, repeatedly. I lost sight. Surely there's got to be some other ways. And what if we just did the buckle? Hmm. In theory, we have nothing to lose, but the chances of success diminish. And what are the chances it works like that? No, it's a good question. If I had to say, I'd guess 50%. At the end of the day, the choice is gone. The train has left the station. A million outcomes run through my mind. They all end the same way, blind. Time is against us here, unfortunately. December 2019. The number 40.
sitting, waiting. The ambient sounds of a closing hospital break a dire silence. I look ahead at these large white double doors in front of me. The operating theatre. How do I describe an operating theatre or what goes on inside? I'll be in limbo not dead but certainly not alive. And while I'm under I won't be able to see but I won't be blind. Whatever happens in there I can't control. I don't get to decide. We only deal with what happens on the other side. But out here, I can only hold on to what's tangible. What could be or what has been doesn't really matter. Yeah, the past feels heavy, but who knows, maybe the future's lighter. Right here, next to my mum and dad is all I know for sure, my mum's hand clutching mine even tighter. Hi there. I'm Nicholas. I'm the anaesthetist. Are you ready to come through? I stand to go, but my mum's hand stays connected. I turn and face my parents and get totaled by perspective. It's like my mind leaves my body. I meet their gaze. Is this really the last time I'm going to see their face? For almost three years, I've had to haul this ineffable weight around, but it's never felt as heavy as mum's hand on mine now. I might be looking at them for the last time, maybe the first time, really. They'd not lost hope once, but in a single moment, it's like my whole life is relived. All darkness and light and colour and life is what these eyes have seen. Moments upon moments upon moments, in my mind, I take a photograph, one last memory, these memories. Be brave, Bobby. I love you so much. You're going to fall asleep soon, Robert. Are you ready? Yes. We're going to count down from 10. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Good morning, love. Is Asar your nurse? Good morning. Did you sleep well? Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? Exhausted. I know. You ready to take this eye patch off? Ready as I'll ever be. Well, love? I can see.
March 2021. That day feels like a lifetime ago. It all does, really. I figured it's time to reclaim the narrative and tell my story. Now life is difficult sometimes. Look, I'm not saying like me, you're gonna wake up and lose your sight one day. But in an instant, everything that you've come to know and understand can be turned upside down in a single moment. And there's no simple, done way to navigate any of that. Now, losing sight and coming close to losing all of it, that situation was out of my hands, out of my control, in a way over my head. I learned the hard way that sometimes in life we dealt the cards and we have to play them. But what's done is done. And for better or worse, these experiences change you, reshape you. For me, it was learning that we can't take things for granted. You never know what's up that road. And the story isn't over. December 2019 wasn't the end of the line for my eyes and the future is still unclear. One day, Weeks, months, or years from now, I might not get so lucky. So what can I do but appreciate the now? And what now? Well, I guess I'm holding myself to account. I'm training, planning on running a marathon to raise money for clinical eye research. Maybe we can do better for somebody else. Our stories shape us. Ironically, I might see everything clearer now than I ever did before.